one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's mentally yours. Merry Christmas time, one and all. Merry it's mentally yours. <laughs> it's mentally yours. Metro.co.uk's weekly podcast about mental health, and we're doing our special Christmas episodes feeling very festive. I'm Ellen. And I'm Yvette. And today I'm chatting to Leila Navabi. She's an absolutely brilliant comedian. She works on a show called BAME Show at the moment. She's a brilliant comedy writer and journalist as well. We're going to be chatting about a mixture of things, including compulsive skin picking, but also controversy and comedy in general. And Christmas, of course. I've been busy. I was working. I do a lot of audio stuff, and so that's been unchanged. But when it comes to like performance or whatever, yeah, it's that's it's been shit. But also, I'm I'm very aware that I'm in a very <laughs> privileged position right now to be working. So I feel very grateful. How have you been finding things in terms of your mental health, in terms of the lockdowns and just the whole thing? Because I mean, for me, it's been a massive roller coaster, to be honest. Yeah, I have that. I've, I've been really up and down. It's weird. I tell you what's weird is not being just around people. And I feel like a lot of people will have that. You know, it, it sort of makes sense. I'm, you know, I'm with my girlfriend and that's nice. But I think, especially in work, and work is so much in my life, I'm so used to being around people in that. But suddenly, it, 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 I suppose it's hard to feel like you're accomplishing anything, even when you are, because you haven't got that external validation from people. Do you know? I, th- I think that's actually really affected me the most. Um, of everything and I've been just you know oh wow well if I'm not enjoying this because I mean I enjoy don't get me wrong I love my job I love everything I do but I'm not enjoying it as much without the external validation of strangers am I in the right job should I go and do something more virtuous should I go and be a doctor <laughs> do you know what I mean I suppose um yeah it's one of those things I've been I've just been really up and down I had a big uh lapse I think 
during the, I don't know when it was, maybe, maybe September-ish. Uh, no, I'll tell you when it was. It was when everyone, we had just emerged from lockdown and then we were going back into lockdown. That wasn't even that long ago, but it just feels like it was ages ago. Uh, and I have a compulsive skin picking disorder, which is <laughs> my dirty secret. I like to pick my own skin. Uh, I just got so out of hand that I'd like butchered my feet <laughs> and I just picked them off. And so, yeah, I couldn't walk anywhere. And that was bad. Um, we've got things like Christmas, which is, I'm, yeah. I'm always sort of very joyful about it. Does that cheer you up or are you sort of a bit of a grinch? I I don't know. I have a very weird relationship with Christmas, I think, because I think like a lot of gay people, it was sort of a time tainted with a lot of anxiety and fear. And, um, you know, I felt, oh, for many years, I felt like I had to put on a performance um, because I couldn't be myself for many years in front of my family. And I think that well, last Christmas was the first Christmas I'd had my family, with, you know, and I brought my girlfriend and... Um, that was it was really nice I was terrified I really I didn't want to do it the whole time I'm thinking I just don't want to do it. like I, I you know I felt like there was going to be ridicule or um you know it, it didn't feel comfy and homey and again I still felt like I put on some sort of you know you just and I think this is a comedian type thing as well I just felt the need to you know ha ha it's another joke and blah, you know um it, for me, it doesn't feel like a, like I feel like I'm performing in an advert sometimes, like one of those Christmas adverts. Like for me, Christmas, I mean, since I've been, you know, 14, um, uh, like for me, it's not been like a real, it's not felt real. I love Christmas time, really love it, love, you know, the vibe. <laughs> um, I think it puts people generally in a good mood and then that's nice to be around and feedback off. To be fair, I hadn't really thought a great deal about just the pressure, like you were sort of saying, um, if you're gay, when you're sort of, especially sort of talking to your family about stuff, because there must have been maybe years of sort of old relatives that you don't see very often sort of saying, oh, have you got a boyfriend yet? Or, you know. Oh, all of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there was a year, you know, I was the, not last year, year before, I was with my girlfriend, but not, no one knew about it in my family. And that, yeah, it was unbearable. And actually, we'd um, gone, we did set for Christmases the year before last, and I just had a horrible day. I think I just like cried all day because I just felt like I was living a lie, and it was horrible. Um, and so I thought, I just, I've just got to do it. And it, you know, there were definitely tricky moments in that for sure. But I think, um, you know, it does feel better to not have those questions asked anymore, even though there still might be judgment or you know. It's not like a visceral criticism. No, you know, no one's being outwardly really rude, and I'm sure people have their you know, feelings and thoughts. But this is spending Christmas enjoying stuff. But for me, it's, it's ne- that day has never felt like a, um, you know, really wa- like warm and exciting thing. I, I always feel quite scared, um, and I think it's, I'm learning that this year. I'm spending it with my um, girlfriend and her family, and I think that can be a bit different. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be nice. I mean, we really get on. So it's the first time you're you're going over to hers. Is it the first? It's not. Is it your first? The first oh, time you're meeting her family? No, not at all. No, we've only yeah. I've known her family for three years now, probably um, more or less. Um, we all get on really well, so it'll just be really nice. Um, we sort of take it in turns. I think is what we've decided of going to each other's families, and this should be a new experience, I guess. Um, exciting but I'm also working up until the 23rd so I think that I'm just excited to have a break really 
Sure. Um, you mentioned sort of earlier on um, when we were chatting about um, skin picking. We had a lady on chatting about that um, a while back. She had a compulsive skin picking and um, the way that she sort of addressed that is to she'd do lots of artwork because for her it was she was picking, picking her hands. So she's she'd sort of yeah. keep her hands sort of um, busy. When did you start um, sort of kind of what age did that sort of start becoming an issue for you? Um, I so I've, I have eczema and I had it very badly as a child. And I think that for me, it was like a subconscious thing to pick myself. I mean, it, first of all, you know, when you're a kid and you're itching and you're picking yourself and you've got scabs and it's so it's all so gross, isn't it? And I'm, I'm just, that's how I grew up. And then um, I think when I was about maybe 12 to when I was about 14, it sort of went. I had no eczema. My skin was amazing. I just looked amazing. <laughs> I wish I could look like I was 14 again. <laughs> Probably a bit nuts. Um, but, yeah, I remember that disappearing and, and not having any urge to do any of that. And then I started having eczema again when I was about 16. Um, a lot milder than when I was a kid. Um, but in doing that, I, I, I sort of been picking at it you know if it's not itchy I, I pick at it and I think that it um I don't know why I just you know start doing places I don't have accident like the heels of my feet I would just pick skin I think do you know what it was is I saw a YouTube video which is how every awful thing in your head starts isn't it um so a YouTube video where it's, it's like I think what like the booties like those little they have these little boots and you put them on it makes your skin peel off on your feet mm-hmm that and I suddenly felt like I just have to peel on my skin off my feet and that sounds I know that sounds a bit nuts um no not at all I don't know that I just felt like I had to do it and I, and I did I bought some of those boots and they didn't work and that really stressed me out so I felt like I just had to yeah it's not you know I'm not going to do graphic detail <laughs> um but you know it's it, I suppose it's a form of self-harm in some ways it doesn't it never felt like that to me but it um I don't know, it, it sort of concerns me in that way and it did become quite debilitating. Um, and, yeah, I've just done it ever since, really. And, it's, you know, there's moments where it's really bad and then it picks up and it gets better. But, I, you know, I do it to my face. I, I think I started doing it on my feet because I was doing it on my face and people started noticing um, and saying, you know, I'm not going to your face. Are you okay? Is it, have you got eczema on your face? And I, you know, I think... It's always been a really private thing. I'm very embarrassed of. Like I don't really talk about it ever. I think that um, some sort of mental illnesses or disorders are perhaps I don't know slightly more. I mean, the taboo has been broken on on some of them. I think, especially not broken down slightly since a few years ago. You know, that mental health conversations really been opened up. But stuff like that, where you you know. It, it can be quite people people find feet gross and so you don't want to talk about it and it um it gets quite comfortable so yeah i suppose that's when it started um but have you found yeah. any particular things that have helped you kind of deal with it or kind of i don't know yeah. avoid doing it or um yeah i think uh, so what i started doing and this was at the start of lockdown again when it started picking up it's i started sewing masks um, so it's like a little old lady just making masks every day, and I made maybe forty of them. Um, but then, and it was really helpful. And they did stop me, but then I started using the needles that I was sewing with to pick my skin. So 
that was a really that was a hurdle I wasn't expecting to have to go over, so I stopped doing that. Um, and then <laughs> I got really into shining shoes. Again, I sound like a. I honestly think I sound not right. <laughs> I think we're going wildly amused by the fact that I'm just sort of little. I'm like a little um, Victorian boy in shining shoes, but um, yeah, I just like to polish my shoes and clean trainers and you know sort stuff out like that because there's nothing that's gonna. I can't hurt myself or anything, and it's uh, quite appealing. I think for me, it's the whatever the whatever the bloody chemical chemical is that's released in my head when when a task is complete. Um, I think I need that in order to get fired with my anxiety. That's what stops my anxiety or stress coming like overflowing in my head, and so um, yeah, that seems to be working really well. It is definitely helping. Um, Good. But I do. Look, I mean, it's great to have lovely shoes. <laughs> I think everyone in my life is very happy. And your girlfriend would be delighted if you like, do you do hers as well, or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really nice. Their trainers are looking great. I would say. Um, no, that's good. It's really good. I think it's. I would recommend it to anyone that you know needs to try something that doesn't involve. Yeah, and everyone needs to sort of find the things that work for them because, like I said, the the other lady that we had on with the sort of very similar thing. Um, her thing was was doing these charcoal charcoal drawings. Her anxiety was really bad, and she'd start skin picking then. Um, but she'd do charcoal drawings um, usually on the metro on papers on the tube, just to kind of, you know. And I can see how the charcoal sort of scrubbing away at that would kind of help with anxiety. So yeah, it's good that you found the thing that works for you. Shall yeah. we talk more about Christmas? Um, yeah. This is a Christmas episode. <laughs> Um, I'm, I've done that awful thing when I've brought on funny people and make us laugh, <laughs> make us laugh. Yeah, yeah, now we've, yeah. we've already covered like the, the the intense sort of like mental health stuff. We had the really serious chat. So I've got a big yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> um, no. So before sort of you came on, I sort of asked you to kind of, I, well, you knew that we wanted to have a bit of a chat about kind of Christmas in general. Um, uh-huh. We've sort of mentioned. Um, I mean, I really love it. Um, it sounds like it's going to be, it's not your favourite day, ne- well, necessarily. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I like, I love Christmas as a concept, and I think it makes it, Yeah, the day can be a letdown, though, I guess. Like, I like, I yeah. really love the build-up to it. Yeah, me too. That is the best bit. I think, I think everyone could agree that that's the best bit, really. Um, so... Do you have a particularly sort of good or funny Christmas story that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, I, God, I think for me, I suppose as a child, I loved Christmas. I just love, honestly, to a to a hellish degree, um, and I think it was probably to do with the fact that I had an audience. <laughs> was a very much an attention-seeking child and um you know I'd put on plays for my family and I have quite a lot of videos of that and um what used to happen is at school they take us to the panto once a year at the new theatre in Cardiff um which is very exciting and then I would then perform perform that panto as, as verbatim as I could remember it <laughs> and force my little sisters to to be a part of those productions uh and yeah I suppose it's not 
laugh out loud funny i guess but it's uh it's, that is a fond memory of itself i mean what they are if you see the actual videos they're very funny it was incredibly bossy and was as if i'm <laughs> and i've retired that part of my personality absolutely not um yeah, that sounds lovely. I remember doing the same thing. Was well, well, not the same thing. I didn't remember the whole pantoms for basin. That's really impressive <laughs> that you went to I the pantom every year. You were you there with a little <laughs> notebook, or were you just literally sort of remembering every single line? That's really good. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> remembering everything. No, that's amazing. I used to sort of come up with little <laughs> sort of sketches and things to do around christmas or just in general and then yeah but i think like you sort of said a lot of it was just enjoying the fact that i could boss yeah like you're gonna wear this you're gonna say this and when they didn't do exactly what i wanted i just got had a massive you know meltdown oh yeah oh my god christmas meltdowns are something that we're very familiar with in my family i feel um especially i'm one of three and i've got two younger sisters and we're each um about two years apart so it was just a nightmare for many years <laughs> of tantrums and stress and everyone watch me, listen to me, do this, do this. I want to pull the crackers before we eat. No, we have to pull the crackers after you've had your food. That's the rule. I want an extra Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> All of that jazz really, you know, is what um, flavours Christmas for me, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not Christmas if, unless, you know, there's not some sort of drama, is it? Like for my family in particular, it's always... I suppose it's a bit sad in a way because for this year we're sort of social distancing and I'm not seeing all my yeah. family on the day. But yeah, um, that makes but what usually happens when everyone comes together is my grandfather and my brother-in-law will have a blazing row. And the thing is, <clears throat> my brother-in-law won't see it as a row. He'll just think of it as having a fun kind of disagreement or a fun kind of discussion <laughs> or conversation. But, you know, it's Christmas. It's, it's Christmas. Uh, that's what it's for, isn't it? I yeah. think. Yeah, there's always been moments of we're not even going to Grant's house because it's not happening. You know, it's um, <laughs> it's a weird one, really. It's um, I don't know. I wish I found it more exciting. I know there's some people that just live for the day and just that one day is their favourite day ever. You know, that for me is like I would love. You know, one day I really want kids and I would love to do all that. But then I guess that that's how my parents felt and how they're. You know, it's. There's a lot of pressure, isn't there? And I think that where there's pressure, there's um, <laughs> there's yeah. I would mental. Like there's a lot of pressure around like getting the perfect presents for people, and you know, every so often, like maybe one one year in ten, I'll get the perfect present for my dad, and I'll be like, yes, he'll open it, and he'll sort of sit, nod very politely, and sort of be going, oh yes, thank you very much, but I'll know. That he hates, not that he hates the present, but it's not the perfect present. So there's so much pressure around all that sort of stuff, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, always. Um, pre- yeah, presents. Do you know, that's my favourite bit is buying everyone gifts. And I think that, um, that yeah, that it's, I really enjoy that that side of things. It's just nice to feel like you know someone and get some stuff that, you know, is going to make them happy. That, that's always really nice. Um, I know it's like a massive freak. I, I suppose I sound like I'm... Um, trying to be very virtuous and but I you know I think it's it's a fun part isn't it and I just really enjoy shopping but I don't really like shopping for myself that much because I'll stress myself out about (laughs) my own identity and things I like or don't like buying for other people for me is much easier um I can get all the fun of the shopping without any of the stress of having to 
think about your own person in too yeah. much detail it's quite nice I agree I love buying presents for other people and there's you know like I said maybe like the nine and ten years I don't get it right for my dad but yeah that one year when I get it right it's just the Oh, the sense of achievement when you've actually got, you know, the perfect gift for someone. It's amazing. What was the best gift you ever got your dad? What was the best gift? I can't even remember now. It's it's usually something, the reason he's so hard to buy for is because he likes really sort of technical, sort of scientific, specific stuff. Oh, God. Even if it's sort of generally scientific stuff, like a book on, I don't know, Stephen Hawking or something, something very often he's read it or he's heard about it or, yeah, so it's it's a really difficult one. Any sort of voucher, though, I feel like is a bit of a cop out. You know, like I feel like I've failed if I've given someone a voucher. But yeah, you know, yeah, no, really no, love, love them because you know, you much get anything. Exactly, it's I could be the best present, but it does feel like there's not been an effort made, doesn't it? I always feel guilty when I get vouchers as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, very weird. How have you been doing on the whole decoration front? Have you started decorating? I mean, this will be going out pretty much like actual Christmas itself, so I hope you'll have decorations up then. But Oh, I hope so. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Um, but last year, me and my girlfriend got um, a real tree for the first time, not mm-hmm. one of those platforms. That was beautiful and lovely. We had a really good time with that, actually. Um, it took a lot of persuading my end, but because she thought it would be a massive mess, and there were needles all over the floor, but actually it was fine. Um, it was only a little one, though. I'm sure Fee had a massive one. I mean, again, small flat in North London. <laughs> we could not have had a massive one. It was very much like a tabletop one. Well, I'm impressed um, you got it, though. Did you get it just posted, or how did you do it? No. There was a little... So I live in East... Should I say I live in East London? I live in North London, and outside the tube station, there's a um, like a grocery stand type thing, but it's all like fresh goods or whatever. Um, joined by some really lovely people and a Christmas they sell Christmas trees and real Christmas trees outside and it's really lovely and um, we just bought the billet and got one however this year this is a tricky one because we're dotting between various places and I say that's you know I, it's for work purposes I'm absolutely not globe trotting for the fun of it and very much UK based everywhere I'm going driving it myself I'm sort of between Wales, Edinburgh and London at the moment and, and varying in those places. So it sort of feels a bit pointless to decorate our flat because by the time we leave it, around the 20th, maybe we will. I don't know. I, re- I really want to do it. But because we're not in our flat on the day we're going to be in Edinburgh, it sort of feels pointless. Who cares, really? A tree's a tree, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to get a tree. I don't think she doesn't want to, but this is mine. That swayed you, this, this whole conversation. Yeah. About all the decorations, personally, when you were saying about the real tree, I was just like, oh, yes, I'm going to do that again. Because I did that the other year, and it was a bath. I got it delivered. It was a right pain to get it up the stairs and all this sort of stuff. But once it's all up and the decorations are on, and you've got the lights on, you know, the little twinkly lights, you just sort of sit it there and think. It smells so oh. nice. Just, I, I always think that, yeah, I think a real tree is, you know, I always, I never had, as a kid, my mum always had a plastic Asda tree, and that was lovely, and it does feel very, uh, I feel nostalgic for that tree, of course, but uh, my auntie always had a real pine tree or whatever it is, and uh, yeah, I always used to feel it sick with jealousy when we saw that of my cousins um so yeah when i'll have my own space and my own like plot of plot of surface to put something on i'm getting a real tree 
It was lovely. It was really nice. Um, I recommend, even if, you know, you get those, you can get little tiny ones in Aldi now, of little tiny, tiny Christmas trees that are real. Yeah. I think it's just like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the smell or, I don't know. I think uh, maybe I'm romanticising it, but I, I, I just I just think it, it, it's something to cheer oneself up. I feel, honestly, thinking about, having thought about it now for the last 30 seconds, I feel in a better mood. And I think that that's... Um, yeah, get a take of that one, one of those little real ones. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, even if you're not going to get the actual massive thing, you don't need a massive one. I mean, I like... Again, the one I'm going to get is going to be a little tabletop, you know, two foot one. But you can get even you can get like little thirty centimetre dirty ones from Lidl that are like a quid or a couple of quid. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Job done. Other shops are available, but indeed, this is not the BBC. I can say that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's refreshing. Um, unfortunately, we have to finish finish up soon. But I've got um, the last one. I'd like to know your favourite slash like kind of favourite worst Christmas cracker joke or just in generally like your favourite cracker joke, you know, can either be yeah. the best or the worst or, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So what's that? My, this is my favourite stupid joke and it is it is a stupid one. Um, it's about cheese. I like cheese a lot, but I'm lactose intolerant. So this is my, this is my, my my slice of cheese is in this joke, and that is, what did the cheese say to itself in the mirror? I don't know. What did the cheese say to itself in the mirror? Hello, me. <laughs> oh, my God. I just like the idea of looking at like anyone looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, hello, me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> that, that's my favourite one. I'm really, no, I yeah. like that. I can picture it. I can see, like, a cute cartoon of, of that, of a bit of Halloumi just sort of, Saying hello to itself, it's just quite sweet, isn't it, really? Um, What's yours? Have you got one? I haven't even thought about it, so I'm I'm afraid I... Sorry, you're you're the interviewer here. I'm nosy. No, I'll have to think about that. You'll have to think about it during the next episode. Yeah, I will do. Everyone will be cracked out by then. So welcome, Dr. Rada, back to Mentally Yours. Thanks so much for being here on Christmas Eve. Hi, Yvette. Yeah, how are you doing? Nice to be here. Um, I'm very well, thank you. And I'm very happy because it's Christmas and I actually love this time of year. Um, But some people can find it a bit sort of trickier. Um, What are your thoughts on um, Christmas Eve in general for people? Yeah, so I think... I think it's really helpful to first of all, like you say, stop and reflect about what Christmas is for you because we all have really different experiences, don't we? Some people really look forward to Christmas in normal years. Other people definitely don't. And it often holds quite difficult memories for, for some people as well. So I think it's really helpful for people just to stop and reflect about what does Christmas really mean for them? How do they normally feel? And what kind of pressures or what kind of uh, problems typically come up for them at this time? Um, And then to look at those and actually individually try and work out, okay, well, if that is something that comes up for me, what can I do in that moment or that particular um, sort of choice point to choose something different? What strategies do I have? What kind of tools do I have in my toolkit for helping myself with those particular issues or problems that might come up? So I think it's all about looking at how you as an individual feel about Christmas, but also in general, this year obviously has been the most challenging year. Mm. And I think everyone has been 
not just busy, but challenged with um, either practical things or worries or, or all of those all combined. So I think it's really helpful to just stop, breathe, take a moment to reflect on what has gone on this year and actually what you've managed, what you've coped with and what you've been through and really just to stop and say well done to yourself before going into this festive period because every single person has done so well to get through all the difficulties this year. So taking the time to stop, tune in with how you're doing and how you really are doing on a, on a deeper level and then actually saying well done to yourself as well. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's so important, isn't it, to give yourself credit sort of for lots of things, but especially at the moment, this year has been really hard for everyone. And I think lots of people generally um, can find Christmas quite hard with all the stress of trying to buy the right stuff or to have the perfect Christmas, the perfect decorations. So it can be quite stressful anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love the idea of just sort of taking that time, taking a bit of a breather and yeah, just sort of saying well done to yourself. Um, so would you have like a way of doing that would you sort of sort of have an affirmation or sort of say that to yourself in the mirror or like how do you think people should kind of do that so I think it is really helpful. I, I actually find affirmations very helpful I also find that when we do catch ourselves in the mirror it's actually a really good opportunity to just stop and actually say something to yourself and just say well done to yourself I think a lot of people, like you said, Yvette, have, have typically have this kind of uh, very pressurized sort of Christmas where they feel like they have to be doing things a certain way. They have to be pleasing everybody. Everything has to be done in, in a way where everyone is ha- is kept happy. And I think this year, I think gratitude is also a really helpful tool because um, gratitude and just being grateful for being here hopefully being or connecting with people that we care about actually should push away that sort of pressure to be perfect and to have a perfect Christmas and and really to remember what's important. So so I think gratitude is, is a helpful thing, not just for for what you've been through and what you've coped with, um, but also just a general uh, message for this sort of festive period that actually whatever is going on, that's more than good enough. And actually you've done really well to get to that point. So I think I think being able to say well done to you, it does take awareness, self-awareness to actually think, right, I need to dedicate a bit of time to this. Maybe getting a notebook out and writing down some things that you're proud of. Maybe asking you know, three of your close friends to text you or or tell you something that they think you've handled really well this year. Um, but also sometimes I find looking back in your diary back to sort of January and February, maybe kind of reminding yourself of what was going on then. Sometimes that actually can take us back to the person that we were back then. So looking back at your diary of January and February, going back into that vibe of, of the person you were before all this happened, and then reflecting on the person you are now, because we have all changed. We've all been changed by this. So sometimes just understanding and really seeing that progression of changing yourself and how well you've done, how well you've coped. And even if you don't think you've coped well, you have coped because you're here and you're listening and um, you're looking after yourself in order to be listening to this in the first place. So, so actually seeing that progress as you as a person in that short, short space of time and reflecting on that in writing, I think is really helpful. Mentally, 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 mentally
If you've been affected by any of the things we've been chatting about today, give the Samaritans a ring. You can call them on 116-123 or you can find them online at samaritans.org. If you've liked today's episode, please give us a rate and review on iTunes and come join us on Facebook. We have a group called Mentally Yours and on Twitter, we're Mentally Yours, spelt Y-R-S. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.